You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. To the mind of the meaning, your weekly peek into the world, according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your temporary tour guide and stepdaddy extraordinaire, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? Hey, another week here in the mind of the meanie. If not Josh. <laughs> We're going on like a month and a half. This is cool, man. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, I, you know, I, I love Josh. It's good. But, you know, this is going pretty good. Like, yeah, you know, replacement. Uh, you'll do, you'll do. Yeah, you're right. My, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the word for a mistress. Uh, my cool. <laughs> My kuma. Your hall pass. Yeah. Your hall, yeah, your yeah, guma. But, there you go. Yeah. That's a good word for it. A nice Sopranos reference. Yeah. How's uh how's it going out there in Philly land, man? Uh do feel a lot better, man. last week good. last week I felt like microwaved shit. Uh just that, <laughs> that's that, the most disgusting thing I've ever <laughs> Microwave oh. microwaved baby shit. Uh, <laughs> that's what I felt like. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, uh, that's gross. I, I, dude, I loved the, that whole Alaska trip, but it really did a number on me. Um, like, you know, flying out there is like, for, for the first, you know, going out there, first flight's four hours, second flight's four and a half, four hours, 50 minutes, whatever, you know, with layovers and stuff like that. And I, it was my first time traveling, you know, like that right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, you would think I would ease my way in, you know, with a nice little two-hour commuter flight. No, I'll start my first flight in the you know, apocalypse with a fucking trip to Alaska. So I get back. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay now. Like Wednesday. You, you ever have that moment where you just feel like he just comes over, you're like, oh, I yeah. feel like shit. Like it, it, there's one point on like a Wednesday. I it just went it just washed over me like you know Jennifer Beals pulling the string and flash dance and the water hits yep. her just uh so you know we were we recorded the episode and I was really no selling it but like over the weekend I was like Jesus Christ and uh, like you know starting like yesterday was like when I really started feeling like a human being again and yeah. uh, and here I am now. Uh, well, inside baseball, we're doing this Thursday. Tomorrow, I'm driving uh, five and a half hours up to uh, Port Henry, New York, for Brother Gather to do uh, the our uh, in store for uh, the new Minded Mini uh, Wrestle Buddies. So, uh, awesome. I am a glutton for a pun. 
Just uh, <laughs> it should be a fun ride, though. I mean, driving to upstate New York is not too bad, right? I mean, no. it's, not, it's not a terrible ride, but it, what, what's good about it is it's it's, it's a straight shot. You know, I mapped you it out, and yeah, it's straight shot. So uh, I'm I've been you know texting back and forth. Uh, with the folks from Brother Gatter, and they're like, well, if you come a little early, we could do lunch. I was like, you had me at lunch. So, <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, well, well it's I'm cool. A- I, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this. You know, I never had a wrestling buddy. You know, mm-hmm. in 2021, you know, I went from, like, having no merch other than T-shirts to now, you know, I have my, a couple lines of action figures. I have a wrestling buddy. I'm in a video game. I'm in a video game that's on an actual cabinet. And now uh, I'm going to grab it, you know, try to grab a bunch of the um, Russell buddies because then the following week we'll be at Icons. That's right. I will absolutely be there. And by the way, I want to let everybody know, too, this was a last minute sort of jump in for me. Um, Josh was unavailable today and we are thinking about him and his family right now. Absolutely. um, Hopefully, hopefully everything is good and hopefully real daddy will be back next week. But if not, I am here. Um, yeah, dude, that's amazing. I I uh, I can't imagine what that must be like to have all kinds of like merch and and things like that. Uh, you know, at a, just sort of happening all at once. That's really it's really quite amazing, dude. It's awesome. You know, uh, you know, you know, going through your career, you you think you have a good career, and you know, you hear fans say good things, and, but then there's always that one dickhead that says, "Ah, uh, he was known by a jobber," and then you're like, Ugh. "Yeah." But then you know, you get these companies that were, "Hey." We would love to invest in that product with your likeness. And uh, that's really cool. So, uh, you know, between uh, Figures Toy Company, between Cella Toys, now Brothers Gatter, and uh, Retrosoft Studios making uh, Retromania. Dude, uh, life goal's complete, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so... That's, That's my awesome. goal is is uh, after the appearances here on Mind of the Meanie uh, <laughs> is to have my own Cello Toys action figure. If anyone's listening at Cello Toys, you can go ahead and hit me up. Uh, it'll be an easy transition because I look just like Josh. So you just have to put a CM Punk shirt <laughs> on me and be fine. You know, it's fine. So uh, I want to shout out the pod squad before we get into talking. Uh, Sorensen Level. Hashtag Sorensen Level. What up? Happy birthday, brother. Yeah, I did not man, know that. Happy. So happy birthday. We want to make sure we get that right on the pod here. Uh, birthday, hello to our, our friends out there in Pod Squad land. We are excited to have you back for another episode of this fantastic program that you are listening to at this moment. But, Meanie, I got to tell you, start off the show. Uh, I almost fell out of fucking bed the other morning, man. I almost fell out of bed in the there's morning. There's a joke there, and I won't go there. I, uh... Yo, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, uh, talking about my penis. Uh, yes, of course. And always, if you want to make sure that your balls are looking fresh, uh, I don't know if they're sponsoring us this week, but Manscaped, you want to get down there and make sure your balls look nice. Um, I was mentioned in a tweet. Promo code Mini20. Mini20? Yes. Promo code Mini20. I was mentioned in a tweet this week by CM Punk. And I... <laughs> couldn't believe it i uh what i think the one thing that sort of like stands out for me about this entire thing is the fact that josh and i were just fucking around on twitter just talking shit and my shit post ended up screen grabbed on cm punk's phone (laughs) back in like july you know he had to make a folder for that and everything you know he had to probably like favorite that shit. Like there's no way you could just recall that right away. Like that's gotta be sitting on your mind for a while. Right. Yeah. 
And it was two days before the guys at Fightful reported that he was signing <laughs> an, a deal with AEW. I must have just blanked and had no idea that it was there. And even if I had well, to pull well, it well, down. Well, I think you're burying the lead here. Uh, what you, you said a certain thing. Yes, you would I did. Do if I would eat CM my Punk, shoes. You would eat your shoes if <laughs> CM Punk came back to wrestling. I would, and I said I would eat my shoes. My exact words were, so let me give you a little story in context. Um, we're yes. watching Money in the Bank, and I'm live tweeting Money in the Bank, because sometimes I do that. From time to time, I'll do it, because I'm, I'm a shit poster. <laughs> and I was listening to the fans chant CM Punk, and I'm going, just stop, guys. Like, stop tweeting, or stop screaming this. He's never coming back, because that's been the line, right? He's always said that he was never coming back, and it was never going to happen, and that was going to be it, and... Josh, friend of the show, Josh Chernoff, uh, decides he wants to jump in on this and friend, says, hey, me, you know, hey, fr friend of his own show, a friend of his own show. Of course, I'm actually going to pull the tweet up right now as we speak about it. I, I, I tweeted um, these fans chanting CM Punk. Please stop. He's not coming back. I'll eat my shoes live on here if he does. Hashtag MITB. Josh replies, hey, CM Punk, please come back just for like a second. Just so this is Goober will have to eat his shoes. I feel like you get a kick out of that. Fans get to see you, and we get to watch him eat shoes. Win-win. I reply, I swear to God, Buddha, and run the jewels, I will eat my shoes. So this was July 19th at, I guess it was 7 o'clock or whatever it was that I tweeted it. And it looks like, according to the photograph, CM Punk like screen grabbed this at the time it was tweeted. So... He gets involved, Fightful <laughs> decides, and I just blank because I always, I'm posting all kinds of shit on Twitter, and CM Punk tweets at one o'clock in the morning on Sunday or Monday, or maybe it was, maybe it was after Labor Day, I can't remember when it was exactly, it is time to address this with the screen grab of my comments on his Twitter. My phone practically exploded with replies <laughs> and mentions and shit. Apparently, he tweeted it and deleted it, which is something that I, I guess he does often. I don't, I'm not really sure, but he tweets and deletes it, but long enough to have a screen grab. Like a hit it and, and then, quit it? By he yeah, like a hit it and quit it thing. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, here's, you know. Tweet and clean delete. Up and, and, yeah, and be gone. I'll get you a towel. <laughs> Calling you a cab right now. Yeah. Uh, so he. Here's uh, an Egg he, McMuffin. <laughs> so he tweets, deletes. And it makes the rounds. So I'm just fucking dying, man. I'm like, I can't believe like for like CM Punk's got two and a half million followers. Right. Yeah. How much nonsense people tweet at CM Punk all day long. Right. And he screens screen grabs this conversation between Josh and I. And it's like, what the fuck? You know? And then <laughs> then I start getting news alerts that Wrestling Inc. is sharing the story and Cultaholic and like all these major sites are sharing the story and they're calling me a fan, which I'm not. I'm a host of a, of a podcast. Thank you very much. I'm a photographer. <laughs> I am a fan, but I'm also a host of a podcast. Thank you very much. Um, notable figure. Thank you. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. And he uh, he they were sharing the story and I just I have to eat shoes now, meaning and I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't get out of it. <sighs> I gotta You're do a it. Soul man. Now, are we singing the real song or are we singing the Blues Brothers? Because there's a little bit of a difference. What's the difference? On Soul Man. Thank you. Uh, now, that Belushi record bangs, man. I have that on vinyl. Um, no, but I mean, I, I, 
you know, look, I got to boil a pair of leather shoes and I'm going to have to eat it live. I, 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 you know, a man's got to have a code. And I said I was going to do something. I got to do it. You got to up the ante a little bit, like maybe do something for charity or something like that. Well, that's what I thought. I thought maybe maybe maybe, maybe, maybe donate to pause in Chicago or something like his donate to one of his charities or something like that. Yeah. I mean, CM Punk, if you're listening to the show, which I hope you are. You know, let's link up, man. Tony Khan, AEW, fight. Any of you guys listening, let's link up and make something cool happen because I will eat my shoes for charity and Meanie will be there with me and he Warn, will watch. Worn shoes or are you going to buy like a pair of new ones? And Well, I got to see. Are you going mean, like should... to eat a pair of Bobos or are you going to eat some Air Force Ones? <laughs> I'll eat a pair of Chucks, yeah. And remember those G-Unit sneakers from back in the day? If anybody's got a real gnarly pair of them, I'll cut off a slice of that and uh, and hunk it up, you know? No, I mean, I I, uh, I was genuinely surprised. A pair of uh, British Knights. Get a British pair. Knights. PF Flyers. Without the BK button, the shoe ain't nothing. British Knights. <laughs> Give me some of those pumps. Remember the Nike pumps? Is that what oh, they were? Yeah. The air pumps on the front? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Give me Cena, some of those. Cena brought those back, right? Who was that? Cena brought the pump, pump sneakers back when he would do I the... Think... I don't know if it was that specific brand, but like he would do something. He would like pump his sneakers up before he would do a move or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think in the, so. In I the can't early, remember. in the early, you know, uh, Marky Wahlberg days of John Cena's gimmick, I had a I had a good time having a nice chuckle with you guys in a group chat though about this. I uh, I, I like I <laughs> man, <laughs> I got to do it, man. So listen, we should we should definitely set something up, Meanie and and Josh. If you're listening out there in in Wonderland, we uh, we would love to work with the guys on Fight Team because Fight shared the story too. Fight <laughs> shared it on a tweet. I'm like, what the fuck. Man, this is going to happen, isn't it? So listen, guys, if you're going to share the tweet, let's do something fun for charity. Let's make something cool happen and raise a ton of money for people who need it. Right. We'll do something for the folks in Texas who need it right now. We'll do something for Paul's in Chicago. Let's fucking let's do something cool here. But uh, I couldn't go through the beginning of the show and not address that. I would, too. You know, uh, you know, you became uh, headline news. You know, this is this this feels like the time I was uh, driving through Philly and uh, me and Al Snow went to the gym and we're on the elliptical machines. And as we're on the elliptical machines, we're watching the, the, the afternoon news and there's a photo of Al on the TV. Them, them talking about him banning his figure at Walmart. Oh, right. Because of the head. Right. Yeah. And like yeah. Uh, the whole the whole day, he's like, hey, uh, Meanie, how do you feel like? Yeah, well, how's it feel to be driving with headline news right now? You know, so <laughs> now you, uh, you know, CM Punk called you out on you saying you would eat a shoe, eat well, one shoe or two shoes. Uh, I said I would eat my shoes, so I at least have to eat a piece from both of my shoes. Uh, so, so, so I yeah. am, I am, I'm currently recording with headline news. <laughs> there's also going to be some fun merch uh over at pro wrestling slash mind of the meaning um that has to do with this and this particular logo that's going to be incorporated into an <laughs> eat the shoe logo uh thanks to our dear friend Andy schlichter uh who is working on that as we speak and we, should hopefully have that we should hopefully have that up by the time the show airs or maybe before uh but yeah i mean look guys it's 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 fucking cool that like you know one of my favorite wrestlers in the entire world like called me on my shit post like that is hilarious 
Um, I, I'm really enjoying all of the fun comments and tweets. Like I made it onto uh, Reddit sub subreddit called squared circle. They've been just like dragging me for all the shit I've been saying. And you know, like it's just, it's hilarious, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. good natured and it's fun. Like it was just a fun tweet. And, um, you know, I am, I'll tell you right now, I am absolutely stoked that CM Punk is back. I think it's a great thing for wrestling. I'm, I'm very excited. And, uh, I just, it's, it's the best. Somebody tweeted at me. It's the best reason yet to be wrong. And I, you know, I'm just hyped to, to be there, but meanie, let's get back to the mind of the meanie here. Yeah. You also broke the fucking internet this week, man. Oh, so yes. I guess let me start by saying, I guess you broke kayfabe because aren't you and JBL like mortal enemies? Like it's, it's death on site, right? Death before dishonor. Yeah, man, we hate each other. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, so like, what the fuck happened? Have we been lied to this whole time? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. So, yeah, you were on uh, uh, Gerald Briscoe's show with, and, and Bradshaw. You, you were on their podcast, and you had a really cool conversation about, you know, life. And I guess you touched on the uh, the forbidden topic, if you yeah. will. Uh, tell me, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, this week I'm on uh, Stories with uh, uh, Briscoe and Bradshaw. Uh, listen wherever you can find podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I had a good time. Um, yeah, this. Like I've said, you know, uh, sometimes when things happen, people always remember the initial headline. They never see the follow-up story or the retraction. So everybody knows for all these years that, you know, something happened at ECW One Night Stand, you know, between me and Bradshaw. But then there's a a subsequent angle and match, and I went over and all this stuff, and I've been on countless shoot interviews and podcasts talking about how me and him made up but for whatever reason it seems like it never made the rounds like nobody bothered to look up to you know see uh, i wonder what what's going on with those two now you know er, you know everybody's yeah. got to you know i oh, remember when uh bradshaw beat up meanie <laughs> you know as if it hurts my feelings and it's like yeah uh, you know we made up 16 years ago so <laughs> uh, right yeah, uh, Gerald Briscoe reached out and said, you know, we got the podcast. You want to come on? I said, absolutely. And, you know, uh, <laughs> talking about the group uh, group chat, there's a group chat with me, uh, Briscoe, and uh, JBL, you know, about doing the show and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I went wow. on and uh, the other day, and uh, we had a really good conversation. Uh, you know, the, the fun part, you know, was, you know, Briscoe being the, uh, the spoon that stirs the pot and uh, – you know, we, 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 I went in with the whole thing. I was like, Hey man, let's, Hey, let's break the internet with us doing a podcast together and B let's not even address what happened and just talk about everything else. But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, good old Gerald Briscoe, the, uh, the man I love and the man who loves to stir the shit. Uh, oh, he dove right in and, you know, yeah. got us to talk about, and, um, you know, me and him, me and Bradshaw, JBL, I mean, we talked about we talked our differences out 16 years ago uh, wow. in, in Sacramento. Uh, we went to a room, you know, after everything happened. You know, they flew me out to Sacramento, and um, me and him went into a room and talked it out, buried a hatchet. But like the last 16 years has been me. It's like Groundhog's Day, you know, reliving the same same day every day, where people go, "Oh, these guys are cool." Yeah, we're cool. So, uh, yeah, and then we, you know, we're talking on the podcast about, you know, the incident. And then, like, I had to try to re-remember everything because, you know, 
you know, once you bury the hatchet with somebody, you just kind of forget everything that happened. You know, somebody said he apologized and, you know, shook hands and he helped me um, make some money, you know, out of the deal. You know, he's like, you know, you know, we can fight or we can make money. I was like, dude, I was like, all right. Um, let's make some fucking money, yeah, man. Let's make some money. And, you know, uh, I, th- I, I, you know, when we had our talk, I said, you did this, that, and the other thing. I didn't pull any punches. I said everything he did. And to his credit, he said, you know, he didn't remember any of it. And, you know, but, you know, the best feeling in the world uh, is to actually get in, if you're having a beef with somebody, just approach them. My fault is, back when everything was happening in WWE, I probably should have just, just pulled them aside and said, you know, man, you know, what's the deal? I'm getting this vibe, you know, and, right. you, know, so you, you know, can you take it a little easy in the ring? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, in high, you know, everybody's got perfect, you know, everybody's got 2020 hindsight. Everybody's a, expert in hindsight you know oh sure absolutely so, yeah so so i you know my deal is i probably should have said you know so hey can we go talk somewhere but i just did everything in my you know when i was there i i my, when i was in wwe from 98 to 2000 my whole thing was trying not to rock the boat trying not to uh bring any negative attention upon myself which i kind of slipped on a banana peel a couple times when it came to that but, uh, and then like, you know, once we, you know, we got into the room in Sacramento in 05 and talked it out, the best feeling was, you know, him going, Hey man, you know, I'm glad you're here. Let's, let's make some money with this. So, uh, and we did. And, uh, you know, that, that period of time between like 2002, 2005, like was really rough for me, you know, uh, emotionally and, uh, all around, you know, I, no, I, I just lost my grandma. I was in a shitty relationship. Uh, the you know, and uh, I was running a wrestling promotion, and that kind of went to shit. And like, I, I, this perfect storm of shit just happened all at once. And then the the one night stand thing happened. That was like the fucking cherry on top of a shit Sunday. Yeah, I can so, imagine, man. But you know, um, you know, there's always like a silver lining with shit like this, and. As bad as, as shitty as the one night stand incident was, it kind of pulled me out of this doldrum I was in, this this pit of emptiness that I was living in. You know, I was depressed. I was drinking a lot. And, but, you know, this thing happened and people rallied around me. And I went from thinking that, that the world hated me to, to you know, uh, there's actually people who cared about me because this, you know, pretty public thing happened. So, you know, out of something bad came something good. And then, you know, through... Uh, you know, making up with John, you know, I've, I've been able to do some uh, pretty good things. Like we, we addressed on the, the podcast, his podcast, uh, 2015, he tried to get me in a Royal Rumble in Philly. You know, he, uh, wow. He, he lobbied to get, have, you know, be me, be the surprise in the, the Royal Rumble in Philly. Why not? It's in Philly. It's in ECW land. At the time I uh, just filmed a DVD, uh, ECLB on release volume three with Stevie Richards and Joey Styles. What perfect way to say, ladies and gentlemen, not only coming in the ring, you know, ECLB original and host of ECLB on yeah. release now available in all stores, the Blue Beanie, you know, 
Perfect cross promotion. But um, they went with Bubba, and I totally understand, and no problems with that. But um, yeah, it just you know, it was it was cool to get on the podcast and uh, talk about it, and just seeing people's reactions to it. It's like you guys made up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a long time ago, a long yeah. time ago. Okay, <laughs> you know, it, our our beef with Scott, it, our our peace treaty is so old; it's starting junior high. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's a junior in high school or whatever. Wow, I forget what the ages are now. You know, but. Um, but yeah, it was just cool wow. to get on there, talk, and <clears throat> share the clips that uh, they've been posting now, and uh, just uh, you know, just watching people react to it all over again, because you know, you know, we buried the hatchet, and uh, you know, here we are. It's 2021. You know, like I said, <laughs> it's probably the one of the better better years. You know, I, I got the line of toys i'm in a video game uh yeah i'm uh blowing people's minds you know on jbl's podcast because they people are just realizing again that we're uh we're cool is it weird to like still know that you're sort of like part of this folklore about jbl you know or just in general like with you guys having something that happened you know because obviously you're an ecw original and you know there's all that the history behind that and the promotion and everything but here you are now as part of this story with JBL. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, things have been said about him here and there. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, has been brought up from time to time. But like here you are with a legitimate situation that happened to you. Right. And, you know, it's it's just sort of crazy, you know, like a le- like legit heat. Now, is it weird for you to to still think about that? Or, you know, like I would imagine it's probably pretty tiring to hear that same question over and over again, though. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know what? Um I understand that he's got beefs with other folks, but that's between them, you know, right. you know, um, <clears throat> just as much as I don't like people talking about my shit with him, you know, especially if they're in the business, yeah. you know, fans can say whatever they want, you know, because they're fans and, you know, they buy the tickets, they can, they're entitled to their opinion, but me being one of the boys being in the business, I'm sure there are people in the business who have their issues with him and that's between them. You know, my, my deal was with me because, you know, when the, the whole one nice tan thing happened, right. You know, I didn't go around telling people pick sides, you know what I'm right. saying? You know, right. There's, you know, I had friends who were friends with him and, you know, they were friends with me. They were friends with him because the issue was between me and him. So it wouldn't be fair for me to go, well, you can't be friends with him, and if you're going, you can't be friends with me if you're going to be friends with him. Because that's childish. That's not how it works either, that's, right? That's, now no. I want to make sure I, I go back on on something I just said as as far as legitimate. Like, sure, I wasn't there. I don't know what right. happened between Bradshaw and some of these other guys, and I would never downplay anybody's right. you know issues or anything. I want to make sure I was clear on that because I when right. I say legitimate, I mean like you guys had a, a shoot, right? I mean that's what I mean by legitimate. But yeah. um, yeah, I mean again, like it's it's the same thing in life. Like I have people in my circle that you know, people have opinions about, I know people have opinions about me and, you know, I have my friends and people who don't like me, but I would never ask anybody to pick sides because, you know, someone's got a beef with me or a gripe or whatever, you know, it just is what it is. You just have to keep it moving. And and that's, I'm glad that you guys were able to, uh, to hash it out as long as you were. And it was a really cool thing to see you guys together. And, you know, obviously Briscoe is in there is cool. Um, 
Uh, one thing I, I do want to maybe talk about was, sure. and I, I, again, you know, as far as like Stevie Richards is concerned at the end of the match, like, do you remember that chair shot at the end of the match? I heard it. And uh, what did he say? Like, do you, obviously you guys are communicating in the ring. Like, was there, was he in any lucid, like knocked out state or like, cause I think there's some kind of idea that people have about that where, you know, got the, got his fucking bell rung from that chair shot. But like, what was the initial reaction while you're in the ring? Like, do you have to improvise? Like what, what happened sort of immediately after that? As far as in the ring, like I didn't know I was, <clears throat> I'll say that like, uh, I wasn't aware that like, uh, how bad the chair shot was. I heard it. Right. And then I, all I knew is I chair shot, He's feeding into the DDT. I do the meanie salt. And it wasn't until like I hit the meanie salt and then we do the, I do the, I tried to do like the deep pin with the hook in the leg one, two. And then when I rolled over, rolled off of him, I looked down on my side and I saw blood. So I thought it was, I started, you know, when you, when you see blood, you start, you know, patting yourself down. Like where, where am I cutting? Checking. Yeah. I'm checking yeah. myself. And then even it dawned on me that, he was you know, hard weighed. So, um, wow. you know, we go through with the rest of the match, pin him. Uh, you know, Batista comes in, Batista bomb, puts me on top one, two, three. I roll off, you know, on him on my way. You know, as a, the three count, I rolls all, I roll over and, you know, thank him for the pin as I'm rolling off him. And then um, <clears throat> go to the back. And then, you know, we start hearing, you know, you know, he, he was hard weighed. And, um, me, Stevie, and Nova went up to John. Hey, you okay? He said, guys, it's, it, you know, John was like, it's a potato. They, these things happen, man. It's cool. And it, no worries. And uh, we're like, you sure, you okay? Absolutely. I'm fine. And, he, you know, he had a towel in his head, and the doctor was about to, uh, you know, stitch him up and stuff like that. And, he, and John, to his credit, even said, hey, Meanie, why don't you go on the uh, – your your website your blog or whatever and just say that was a receipt you know you know oh wow and i wrote a little thing saying uh the, that that but yeah that was my lawyer that hit him over the head or something like something goofy <laughs> I, I tried to be slick with it and it was, it was totally right. cool i said something really corny about it <laughs> and uh he, he gave me full permission to go hey go online and say that you shot on us or you know that was you know a receipt mm-hmm. sure now funny, to to that st- to that story, uh, I found out like years later that there was like a, a very prominent person in the higher ups that reached out to John and was like, "Hey, uh, you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And John's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm talking about that chair shot. Are, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's a potato. It's an accident." He's like, uh, "Do you want me to do anything about it?" And John to his credit said, no, it was an accident. Stevie's a good guy. Leave him alone. And somebody was w- trying to position, see, gauge John's reaction to possibly fire Stevie over the chair shot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody very prominent was uh, mad about it, but John was cool about it. You know, he, he was like, yeah, man, the, it was an accident. Shit happens, you know. Wow! Holy shit! I didn't realize it was like that, man. That's, I mean, you know, it's it again. If you know, if you guys are all cool about it, and it's you know, it's it looks like a receipt. Everybody who's yeah. a smart 
mark or whatever probably saw it that way you know but yeah. holy shit man um yeah i mean again it's a great interview a lot of the love from the pod squad here talking about the interview um Sorensen hashtag Sorensen level loved it so much that he listened to it twice awesome. um i would definitely definitely recommend going out and checking it out it's fantastic it's a lot of great information on there there's a story about blue balls um yeah. which you'll have to go ahead and listen to if you want to check it out because i won't uh, divulge it here uh but you have to go ahead and uh and and listen to it um, so Mini, what else is going on, man? What else is going on? I know we talked about icons of wrestling, which is coming up not this weekend, but the following weekend at the 2300 arena in Philadelphia. I will be there. I know Mini will be there as well. Um, I'm a, you know, obviously a nobody. I'm just going to be there meeting DDP and hopefully uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, and I'll be hanging out with Mini for a while. Um, yeah. what's, uh, what's on your, what's on the docket for you while you're there? Uh, I'm very excited. I invited, uh, Giovanni Hamilton. Uh, awesome. To come out, uh, Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles super fan, Giovanni Hamilton, uh, former guest, well, past guest, not former guest, he was a guest, <clears throat> so that, it still counts uh, here on the Mind of the Meanie, uh, very inspirational kid, um, they just announced they're coming out with a limited run uh, Giovanni Hamilton bobblehead, which I just pre-ordered. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's really cool, man. Yeah, they're That's limited. That's really cool. It's limited to 2,120, uh, uh, bobbleheads with uh, proceeds going to the uh, er, uh, Zach Ertz Foundation. Well, Zach Ertz's family has a foundation, the Ertz Foundation. <clears throat> so uh, proceeds are going to the Ertz Foundation. So uh, it's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I went and bought it uh, or pre-ordered it today. Should be here in December. But like, um, you know, Giovanni Hamilton's huge wrestling fan. Uh we both love football. We, we both love the Eagles. We both love uh, pro wrestling. And uh, he's going to be in town the next day anyway for the Eagles hope o- home opener against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you're going to be in the area. You want to come uh, be my guest? And he's so excited. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy for him. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take him around and introduce him to the boys and stuff like that. So, yeah, just uh, if you get a chance, check out his uh, his podcast. He uh, Giovanni's killing it, man. He um, he just uh, he interviewed uh, uh, what's his name? He just had Rich Eisen on his podcast. From uh, I was gonna say that's a big fucking deal, man. Yeah. That's a real big deal. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's doing great things. The kid's only thirteen, you yeah. know. So and you know he, he he's very level headed. Uh, very inspirational, even though he's going through a lot of stuff. He's going, you know, he's 13, 14 years old. He's had over 20 surgeries, and uh, you wouldn't know it, you know. And, I, right. you know, there's people I know that, you know, you know, stubbed their toe, and, oh, what was me? You know, I was like, shut up, you fucking baby. You know, <laughs> you ain't got real problems. Giovanni's got problems, and he's uh, got yeah. a smile, and. He's he's very inspirational. So yeah, it'll be good to see him. It'll be good to, see. and Gerald Briscoe is going to be at the uh, twenty three hundred arena for Icon. So nice. uh, it'll be good to see him to see him as well. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. <clears throat> if you're coming out, make sure to come see me. I just loaded up on some uh, BWO shirts. Uh, especially if you're uh, a wrestling fan on the uh, big size, maybe if you're mini sized. You know, the, the biggest complaint I get, you know, not complaint, but like I go to these uh, not podcasts, these conventions. Sorry, first day with the new brain. And uh, <clears throat> I'll say, uh, you, know, you know, 
first thing is all the big guys come over and they want a shirt and usually the uh, big guy shirt shirts are the, the first to go but I, uh, I i i stocked up you know i'll have my uh, the bwo shirts i got some uh on my eight by tens i got the um i got these uh really cool blue meanie uh trading cards from wrestle that they uh sent oh, cool. me a bunch of I'll, I'll have a bunch of good stuff there uh me and mrs meanie will be there uh in full uh, regalia, you know these 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 conventions are uh, our lifeline. Not our lifeline, but like our, I love doing conventions just because they feel like high school reunions. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to a wrestling show, it's great to see the guys, but then you're also in worker mode where you're thinking about you know what you got to do that night, and usually you don't get to wind down until afterwards. And after the show, everybody's either half gone or. You know, not hanging out, but convention, you're just hanging out, man, and uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're seated next to whoever and just reminiscing and catching up, and and there's no politics. It's just everybody just hanging out. You know, oh man, I can't believe we got to do the job tonight, or oh man, I right. can't believe they want me to go thirty minutes, or no, nah, hey man, what are you doing? Hey man, how you doing? You know, so it'll be a good time. Come out to Icons, uh, say hello to the blue guy. Uh, you know, shake my hand. We'll do some mini dancing. Uh, we'll take some selfies. We, you know, we'll have some fun. But uh, yeah, man, it'll be it'll be good to finally meet you in person. I don't have yeah, we man. have we have we met in person? We yeah. have not, but I know I know for sure. I have to go back into my Facebook messages because I believe I invited you to my bachelor party in 2012. Really? I'll have to go back and find the me- uh, the the message, but I th- I guess I found you on Facebook and I was like, holy shit, the blue meanie. So I friended you and you accepted. So I was like, rad, this is great. And then I was like, oh, we're gonna do something in Atlantic City. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna invite the blue meanie. See if he's gonna show up. But I don't know if you ever, re- I don't know if you read it or responded. But no, we this will be the first time we've actually we've met in person. So I'm excited to uh, to meet you there. Facebook um, is weird. I'm gonna say it this, is, man. I'm gonna say this right out loud. Facebook is fucking weird. Yeah, Just dude. for the fact that, uh, like, people send me messages, and I get them, but then, like, there's this whole other subsect of Messenger where, like, I'll go in there, i be like, holy shit, there's all these messages I didn't see. And it's like, from years ago, people reaching out to me, is like, and these people are thinking I'm no-selling them. So you might have sent right. me something. It probably went to the super secret kayfabe folder. I have no idea it was there. <laughs> You know what? Let me see. I'm going to pull it up right now while we're the doing other, this live on the show. Wh- why you're doing um, that? The, why you're doing oh, that? Fuck, the other I don't have the message anymore. Why? Why you're doing that? Like the other day, uh, you know, I I just got like a bunch of birthday messages people sent me that I, I oh so and so wish you a happy birthday. Oh my God, it's September. My birthday's in May. <laughs> I'm glad uh, it made it look like I was a dick. Yeah. Not answering to anybody. Yeah, no, it's it's a really I have mess. I'll tell you, I had messages like a like one of those message requests for. So a, a close friend of mine died in 2014 in September 2014. And like a month or two later, I got a message from some guy in like fucking Sweden. Like so my buddy Jeremy owned this company. He ran this company called Franklin Instrument and they made all the clocks you saw on like HBO and all those different nice. like TV shows like all the Sopranos. His company supplied all those clocks to the stations and they made them. Um, and he did a lot of work. He was developing products in like Hong Kong and some places in Europe and things. And he was traveling a lot and he died very suddenly. Uh, and then I got this message and he was like, oh, you know, I know that you're friends with Jeremy Fisher and I'm just trying to reach some people about some business things. And, you know, I, I, can you get back to me? 
didn't know what to do. I like, I called his, I called his, his, um, you know, his fiance and I called his, you know, one of our like mutual friends that he did work with. And I was just like, what do I do with this? You know, like, do you guys even know who this guy is? You know? And it was just very bizarre, you know? And it's like, it's like a, like a secret world inside of there, you know, all kinds of like old group messages from when Facebook used to be fun and like all the different like groups and shit you used to get into. But yeah, I, I, I'm sure I have stuff that's filtered in there that I, I would have had no idea who any of these people are, but, um, (laughs) if you, if you come out to see us, like I said, Meany and I will be there. We'll be at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia on Saturday, September 18th. The event starts at 10 o'clock. Um, besides the Blue Meanie being there, there's going to be a lot of really amazing guests. Kane will be there. Matt Hardy, Mark Henry, Rob Van Dam, uh, Dave LaGreca, and Bully Ray um, from Busted Open. DDP will be there. Uh, lots of real. There's a big card here. Jeff Jarrett, who was one of my least favorite wrestlers growing up. Uh, in fact, probably my least favorite wrestler growing up. Uh, I'm excited to say hello to him as well. Um, but ever, there's going to be a bunch of cool people there. Tickets are still available. And they're also doing an event at the end of the show um, with uh, Sabu and Rob Van Dam wrestling Matt Hardy and a secret opponent. So that wrestling event starts at uh, 7.30 p.m. Nice. Pick up your tickets now at iconsofwrestling.net and uh, come by and say hello to us. Uh, so, Mini, what else is happening, man? What's uh, What else is shaking in the mind of the Mini up there? Uh, you're not the only person that uh, CM Punk tweeted. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, d- he was uh, he was doing a uh, little quick uh, Q and A. Oh, I got an hour. Shoot me some questions. And as you know, uh, CM Punk is has just recently made an appearance on the very good show on Stars called Heels. It's about a uh, a little territory, a little uh, indie promotion in Georgia, Heels. Uh, and uh, I knew he was coming up. And I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I know you're doing Heels. Uh, what you know? What character on the show reminds you of anybody you've worked with in real life?" And he just shoots shoots back a little message saying, uh, uh, "Ricky Rabies, which was his character's name." He's like, "I believe you worked with him before." And I was like, "Oh, this is, <laughs> oh, I gotta watch this now, right?" So uh, I watched the episode, and um, you know, uh, you know the 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 the, uh, the Jack uh, Jack Spade, the main character on the show, calls up uh, Ricky Rabies, and the first words out of his mouth is, "What's your deal, man?" So. In that moment, I kind of almost shed like a man tear because that right. was that was a Tracy Smothers thing, mm. you know. Uh, you know, Tracy Smothers, you know, uh, who we were unfortunately lost recently. You know, uh, anybody who ever did a Tracy Smothers impersonation is like, "Hey, man, what's your deal? Why don't I hate you?" And you know, start shadow boxing, you know, because that's what he would do. You know, he'd get hot at you and just you know want to fight you, you know. <laughs> And uh, he worked that into the thing too, where he, like Tracy would do like pre-ritual like shadow boxing, and he was he was doing that. So it was pretty cool to see uh, CM Punk. Uh, Punk's a great dude, as everybody knows. Yeah. But uh, just to see him pay tribute to a guy who you know Tracy's mother's who you know touched so many different wrestlers' lives and made him a whole hell of a lot better. Um, you know, it was very cool. And I'm a big fan of that show. Heels. It's it's been it's been really good. Um, you know, like I said, it's a, about this small town wrestling promotion in Georgia called the Duffy, you know, the Duffy Wrestling League. And, uh, I, every time I watch the show, man, it reminds me of, you know, when I was growing up in, uh, not growing up when I, uh, was started training to wrestle in a small town, ta- small town in Ohio called, you know, Lima, Ohio, when I was training with Al Snow, 
you know, because we had our own building, we had our own school, we had like all these different things. I'm like, man, watch it. I'm like, man, this this is all way too familiar. So yeah, that show's been uh, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up to it and uh, and catching up on it rather and uh, getting a chance to sit and watch. We've been kind of crazy with the move and, and packing everything. I can imagine. Can most of my shit. Most of my shit is going behind me now, so it's just boxes and signs everywhere. But yeah, I'm excited to catch up on that. We've both been graced by the uh, the blessings of Dear CM Punk, uh, <laughs> so it's definitely been a good week for both of us for sure. Uh, let's uh, I guess let's get into some questions. Let's uh, let's ask Meanie. I would love to. And let me pull up first. While we're doing that, let's get our uh, today. Actually, do you have your your seltzer ready, sir? Oh, yes. I have uh, t- today. I have something a little bit stronger than the uh, generic shit from the vending machine because uh, oh. they're out today. So I have this uh, this this Bang Energy, which will give me energy through to probably about like nine thirty, ten o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite flavor here. They are not sponsoring us. I'm just putting them over because they're great. Like the the beverage itself, no um, they're bad. fantastic. This is a uh, Rainbow Unicorn, so it's uh, it's delicious. What do you have today, Mini? Uh, I've I've been loyal to Ugly for the last few weeks, so I got Doctor Ugly, which is their flavor, Doctor Pepper flavored Ugly drink. Uh. Yeah, really good product. Um, I was going to say, can you next week, I'm going to text you before I head up there to, to icons. I yeah. never had that. Can you bring me a can if you have one oh, to, sure. to uh, if you? Oh, shit. I just prematurely. That's, all right. just, I don't that's all right, man. You just make the noise. One, two, three. There it is. The essence. So good. I got some on my arm. Pinky's up. There she is. All right. <laughs> But um, Let's, if yeah, you, uh, to the folks, a little uh, um, breaking news on Dr. Break, breaking Ugly News. Uh, if you live in a town that has GoPuff, you can get ugly through GoPuff. Which Interesting. Is, GoPuff is like, uh, you know, you, you just look on the app and tell them what you want. And they bring groceries to your house kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. They're uh, they're a really cool company. Um, I, I'm familiar with them from working in Philly, but I've never actually used them. So, um, I am excited to try them. Let's pull this up here. All right. Let's start with this. Uh, Mark in Dryden has a bunch of questions for us today. So, uh, what are your opinions on, on this conspiracy theory? And are these two uh, plausible, um, the screw job being a work and Russo and Ferrara being sent to WCW by Vince McMahon to ruin it? Uh, dude, man, I've been back and forth on that Bret Hart, uh, Montreal screw job being a, a work for so long now. This is like, I could totally see where it was a work because uh, here, here's the thing. People scream, oh, this is a work. That's a work. This is a work. Do yourself a favor. Anytime somebody says something is a work, try to think of what is the payoff of the work because if you're not working basically you're just lying you know but you know if you're trying to work or manipulate something you know the whole business will work so and the goal is to make people believe in the illusion and spend money and get involved in the storyline but you know with the whole yeah and people go oh well Brett and Vince were you know that was a huge work I say to myself you know what's the benefit Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Brett's leaving the company. 
he's he's got to lose the belt, which he probably doesn't want to do in his home country, which he doesn't want to do. You know, and uh, you know Vince. You know, I mean, he 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 came out of it. You know, becoming one of the biggest villains in WWE history. Yeah, so you know, he you know, you know, Brett loses the belt, saves face in his home country, and goes off off to WCW to make a bazillion dollars, and not lose any street cred by doing the job on the way out. You know. Without do, he yeah. did the job without doing the job, and in hindsight, and 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 in retrospect, you know Vince becomes the biggest heel in the business. He he created, he was the only, the biggest heel in the business that he controlled because it was him, you know. So you know, there's plenty of benefits to that whole thing being a work, but on the flip side, you know, I talked to people who worked in the company at the time. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking about just wrestlers. I'm talking about people in production, behind the scenes folks. You know, plenty of TV uh, sat around in the, the bleachers and so and so, you know, walked by, hey man, how you doing? Uh, by the way, were you around when the, uh, the Montreal screw drop happened? And they're, like, and they're like, dude, that day was just a weird day. You know, there was just like a weird vibe in the air. You know, you just felt mm-hmm. something. You know, kind of like when you walk into a, a bar and you feel like there's going to be a fight, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, they're, they're like, you, walk they're into Penny, you walk into Penny Gardens in Philadelphia and you'll feel that right away. Like, you yeah. don't even have to go in the door, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, 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 they're like, man, you just felt just that the whole day, just something felt off. So, yeah. there, there's, there, it's a 50, flip a coin. There's days where I think it's a work and then there's days where I think, nah, I it's probably a shoot. But then, you know, uh, a shout-out to my boy Joe Dombrowski. Did a uh, really cool documentary on the Montreal Screwjob uh, called The Montreal Theory or something like that. But look it up, or I'll post about it. But, like, it's it's like a two-DVD, like, really long uh, documentary on it. it and it talks to people in the business, you know, and, you know, talked about their views on it and stuff like that. So it is very cool. It's very cool. It, was it a conspiracy? Like I said, flip a coin. I could see, I could definitely see where it was a work. I could totally see where it was a work. But then, you know, you talk to people who have no stake in the, the thing. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. So that, that, that day was just weird. So uh, what was the second question? Uh, about uh, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara being sent to WCW by by Vince McMahon to ruin the organization. You can almost think that was the conspiracy now with WWE releasing all this talent and the, all of them going over to AEW. You know, yeah, that, that in itself could be it. Let's let's start a conspiracy. You know, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's let's say let's say right here now on the mind of the meaning together that you know. Vince McMahon owns AEW. He owns a, a partial stake in AEW because it could be true because he owned a partial stake in ECW, right? I mean, it's anything's possible. But 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 I w- I wouldn't even go that route. Just the fact that you know uh, I could see Vince going. All right, you call yourself a billionaire pal. Let's see how much money he got. Yeah, <laughs> let's go through the let's go through the budget. And uh, honestly, man, I got questions, bro. I got questions. I do. I mean, how much talent can they pick up before they hit their? I feel like they're already kind of at like that critical point. Like 
how big like, how big is the bubble going to get and what's the bursting point you know? well that's my thing is like what are they going to do in the event that oh i think one of my kids is doing a run in here um i uh <laughs> I, I how big is the bubble going to get before it pops i mean you know if bray wyatt shows up what happens then you know hold on one second one of my kids is running in here do you want to say hi to the blue meanie this is danny no okay i'm doing a show buddy hold on one second okay <laughs> I know, buddy. I'm almost done, okay? I'll see you in a little bit. Beat it. <laughs> Get hey, on the close mi- the door, dude. Get on the mic, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and Get on the mic, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Ah, Show yourself. <laughs> Meanie, it's good shit. Uh, no, I uh, I can... Um, I can. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if... Uh, okay. I don't know, man. I really when don't I see- know because it's like I have a lot of questions about the financials. Right. You know, and it's like it's you're dumping money into an eight figure video game, you know, like and you're you, you they said in that article in Forbes like that they're in the red for the year and probably next year. Like, I don't know. I just it's it. I work in finance all day. You know, I, I stare at spreadsheets and budgets and, and variance reports. That's what my job is. And it's like, yeah. I didn't valid questions. I just, I, I want to know. I just have questions on what the balance sheets are and how this is all going to jive, you know, but, and it's not a knock against AEW. It's just a general curiosity, you know, with any business as somebody who's in the business, you got to think about this, you know, cause, um, you know, it, you know, I've, shit, I've been released because, Hey, we got nothing for you. You know, they're not, they weren't going to pay me to sit home. But like, right. there's only only so many spots on a TV show. You got four shows. But here's the thing: like, um, getting back to my point of, right. when you think something's a work. What's the benefit? Now, the benefit for WWE letting these guys go is it's not that they're not firing them and they're going to go work the Indies. He's letting these good talents go to go off to make more money while he can reharvest the NXT deal and start making some homegrown talent then because down the line you know uh, there's a really good at shoot interview out there with al snow and hannibal it's from a couple years ago and uh look up the clip it says al snow talks about cody rhodes leaving wwe but while he's talking about cody rhodes this applies to everybody you can always go back right the wwe you can always go back, and all this, all these guys who are going off to greener, you know, so you know what looks like greener pastures now with AEW, they're going to go over there. They're going to make a really good living. They're going to have excellent matches. They're going to stay relevant in the eyes of the public. Uh, with a whole, you know, it's 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 the same talent with different window dressing, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, down the line, eventually these people are going kind of, I mean, w- when you go to someplace new, you, it's, it's, like a, it's like any relationship. Eventually, you start finding faults. Eventually, these people might go, man, you know what? I'd love to go back to Vince. And when they go back to Vince, they're seen in WWE through a fresh set of eyes. Even though they were over here, I mean, look at X-Pac, you know? He was... right. He was a, you know, one, two, three kid. Hopped over to WCW for a little bit, six pack, you know, cruiserweight champion. Got let go, came back, 
and fucking got one of the biggest pops in the history of Raw. You know, as as yeah. a member of the NWO, joined in DX. It, the, First, these, yeah, I mean, he's the only one in that in that time period when that happened. It was in both factions at the time that they were at their their peak. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, to Vince. I mean, a lot of these, the talents he, he's had has been there. Like, you know, the latest room is Kevin, Kevin Owens is possibly jumping yeah. ship. And with that, I just saw a tweet where from Kevin Owens where he said, here's a photo from 2015 of me working at Massive Square Garden. I'm like, man, that's six years ago. He's been with the company yeah. that long. He leaves WWE, go to AEW. It's kind of like a, a, a restart, you know, fresh fresh coat of paint, pal, as you know, JR, JR would say. He goes over there, puts on a fresh coat of paint, works a series of great dream matches over there, and then eventually, hey, you know, I had a good run here. I've worked everybody. I've done everything I need to do. Mm-hmm. Shit, maybe I'll go back to Vince. Let's have some fun. I yeah. mean, it's the same thing as that. It, it could be the similar situation as the Dudley Boys. I mean, obviously, there was a whole different set of ball game, whole different components that happened with them when they left the company, but then they came back and they, you know. Like it seemed like they were like, okay, we did everything. Bully Ray was the TNA champion and they had great runs everywhere else. And then they came back and it's like, okay, well, let's just have a good time. Let's have fun and see what happens. And I also have to say this. uh, There are people I've talked to who have had intimate conversations with Vince. And one of the main things Vince has said is he's, he kind of regretted buying his competition. He kind of regretted buying WCW instead of letting another company just pick him up and buy him because once he bought WCW, the creative spark kind of just fizzled, you know? Well, that's kind of my question is, and to loop back and I promise we'll get back to ask Minnie, but sure. A couple of things that I, I thought about while you were talking is, is as, as far as the flip side with WWE, it could be entirely plausible. He even said on that, on the financial, on the financial call, he's like, maybe we'll give them more talent. He could really be just, being a dick and just letting you know not i mean obviously like you you understand the, like the thought process right yeah uh, as far as like when i said about the aew financials on the flip side of that it's like well is vince looking at them and going okay i know tony khan's dad is giving him a ton of money to use this business let's see how deep those pockets are pal here's well, uh, all these folks that yeah. are you know in and out of this 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 you know the only one that i i really struggle with still though is is bray wyatt that's one I think that sticks in my craw a lot, and I I can't really figure out why he was let go. You know, there doesn't seem to be a clear answer of why, and I'm sure eventually people will find out, and it'll get talked about, and it'll be beat to death like everything else. But like that one is just like very. That was a very shocking set of circumstances. It was a very surprising thing to see tweeted out that morning, and I am curious to see where he's going to land. Is I it think, possible? I think we're going. I think we know where he's going to land. You know. Like I said, I think it's I, inevitable. I, I already fantasy book that he, you know, they re- revived the uh, Raven Sandman angle where, you know, Bray Wyatt comes in and feuds with the Dark Order to, you know, recruit, yeah, Brody Lee's son, and they feud, you know, ooh, kind of redo that, you know, you know, he, you know, your father was my true brother, you know, kind of. Oh yeah. You know, I felt like for, I felt, you know, and again, there's, there is definitely truth to the fact where like, I feel like why it was creatively stifled in some ways with the fiend and, and how things were being booked again. I've, I preface all this by saying I've never booked a territory. I've never booked a wrestling show. I don't know anything about it, but it started to feel like some of the decisions were a little weird 
you know, and I, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but it was looking at it from a just a, an objective lens. You're like, yeah. I don't know if I would have done this, but but again, um, again, look how long he was there. You know, he was there for like eleven years. Yeah, he was there for a really long time. Fresh coat of and, paint, pal. Fresh coat. And of you paint. know, and I know that the story was Malachi Black, Alistair Black, or whatever you want to call him, Tommy End. Um, I think that guy's going to be a big fucking star. And I've said yep. that from the time I watched him. He's going to go to AEW. He's going to fucking kill it as Malachi Black. And then honestly, I think he eventually will come back to WWE and he'll be a top star, maybe one of the top stars. I, th- I think with that will be the case with a lot of the talent. I think he, the hopes is to go to AEW, rec- get some of that indie buzz but on a national yep. level and hopefully come back. You know, and you're talking about Vince, you know, looking at, you know, the cons and their financials. Here's the thing, you know, the WWE owns WWE. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan and his father shed, they own AEW. They own the, uh, the Fullerton, Fullerton, uh, soccer team. Soccer league. Yep. Sorry for my friends overseas, uh, football. Um, uh, you you know, British football, you European football, whatever. I'm stupid. Um, and then they also you know own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. They're, they're spinning a lot of plates. They're spinning a lot of plates. And I, everything I'm saying, I'm not being a hater. I'm not you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I listen. Listen. I'm looking guys, at this subject yeah. objectively. These are these are the things I think about when the uh, power's out and I got to stare at the walls, but. Well, I want I want to make sure I'm clear too. I have I have significant gripes with both organizations, yeah. and I'm pretty clear about that on my Twitter. I would ask these questions to Tony Khan and to Vince McMahon and any of the talent at WWE or AEW. That's just that's who I am. That these are the things that I also think about when the power's out and I'm staring at the wall. You know, and it's just yeah. these are general questions that we both have, and I'm not hating on anybody. I love and when to your point about the the creative spark. I really hope that this Daniel Bryan stuff and the CM Punk thing and the Adam Cole and all of these these acquisitions that AEW has just completed, I really do hope that it does create a brand new sort of attitude era creative spark that will allow the company to thrive in the way that it used to. I think a lot of times fans have this this fantasy in their head that it's going to be as great as what we are accustomed to, yeah. and they're not willing to accept anything but that. So I think a lot of fans need to be a little bit more realistic and understanding with the fact that not everything is going to be the same as it was, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a hater. I'm not a yeah, shit talker or anything like yeah. that. I'm just I'm just generally curious. Like that's I mean, and in all intents and purposes, that's a big fucking investment to make in a video game, you know, and as a brand new startup company. These would be questions that I would ask my asset manager if I'm at work and saying, hey, we have a concrete project that we need to complete in order to make sure that we have people parking in this garage, which is going to bring X amount of dollars of revenue. But now you're telling me we're going to spend a six figure investment on resurfacing the pool that doesn't need to be resurfaced right now because we haven't made any gross or net profit in the past two years. I have questions on that. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask, what is the purpose of doing this right now? What's the ROI that you're looking at? You know, and these are again, financial questions that I have, but also the same thing with Vince McMahon. If you're making billions of dollars of profit so far, you are a successful business, uh, in the face of a pandemic. What are you releasing people for in and saying it's for budget cuts while you're making record profits? You know, what are the what's the statistical information that that you would provide for that? So I think there's a lot of questions that people have, um, but I I don't necessarily believe any of that stuff as far as like Vince, you know, 
owning stake or him yeah. sending Vince Russo to WCW. I mean, it just sounds like it's a lot of fantasy. You know, it's cool to think and and fantasy book this shit out, but I don't I don't necessarily believe it. And, and well, you know, uh, everybody's you know touting the ratings and the key demos and all that stuff. Uh, winning your demographic and getting the the advertising money that should be that should be the dessert. That should be the cherry on the top. That should not be your main course. Uh, your main course should be putting people in the building. Eventually, you should hopefully start wanting to do live events, non-televised events, mm-hmm. because that's where you're making the most money with l- the least overhead. Because you're right. when, when you're running TVs, you're bringing in production trucks, this, that, the other thing. You're doing live events, just a ring and it's in a barricade, and the rest right. is you know if you fill that up, everything it's it's gravy, baby. You know that's that's the thing that you know attendance ratings are great, but attendance right. ratings are great because you don't have to do anything. You just have to turn on TV, but when you're Making people decide to leave the comforts of their own home to sit with total strangers they probably wouldn't sit want to sit with in the first place. That's when you're making money. That's when you really have true success. When people are willing to leave their homes to come watch your product in person and not in the mm-hmm. comfort of their own home. And, you know, the shows they've been doing have been pretty good. And they've had yeah. really good attendance. But eventually, you, gotta, you know, the, you know, a lot of people from you know, a lot of different parts of the country came around for all out. You know, that's the WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. every year that sh- that event's going to sell the fuck out no matter oh, what. Oh, big time. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that was a little, 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 uh, seltzer kiss. Yeah. Was a, yeah. Well, that, yeah. But, um, yeah, just when it, the, the meat of it'll be when you're doing it each and every week. And yeah. Not just the TVs, but going to, you know, Fargo, South Dakota, and running mm-hmm. house shows and stuff like that. Because, you know, when I was in WWE, you know, I was making pretty good money just showing up to TVs, but I didn't make the real money until I started doing house shows and uh, live events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be the uh, thing to look at because as great as winning the ratings are, that should be that should be the dessert, not, right. your, main, not your main course. The main course is getting people into the building. Asses in seats. That's the goal, right? Mania just uh, ass every twelve inches, man. <laughs> Sasha Fresh, yeah. uh, Hornets Hornets beard guy asks, "Hey, Meanie, when is at this was extreme returning?" Uh, again, scheduling. Uh, Damn, you can see how we're doing over here with mine and Meanie, and our schedules uh, conflicting with not Josh and not myself. Uh, you know, Josh has had a lot of great opportunities with uh, mm-hmm. Fight TV. Uh, unfortunately he has a, a personal matter this week. That's not for us to, to discuss. Uh, but you know, um, you know, and yeah, my, my thoughts and prayers are with him. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's scheduling. It's, it's pure scheduling. And there's three folks who are very busy right now and we want to do it. Um, but it's just a matter of scheduling. It's crazy. As crazy as that sounds, you know, it sounds easy. Uh, let's pick a day. But you know, we each have something. We we all have a lot of shit going on in our personal lives. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We text every day. Okay, hey, meaning does Tuesday night work? Nah, it doesn't work. Let's try Thursday. Ah, I can do this time. It's just, you know, it's it's the same thing as everything. So hopefully you guys will get some This Was Extreme episodes out there again soon. And everyone <laughs> yeah. just uh, be patient and wait and enjoy. I, I want to. I want to do them. But. Ringside Rant asked, friend of the show, yes. uh, Ringside Rant asked, Hey, Meanie, are you going to be at the next Top Guy weekend? Uh, again, that's uh, not up to me. Uh, if you would like to see the Blue Meanie at Top Guy Weekend, uh, demand it. Because have bags, have bags will travel, you know. Have bookings mm-hmm. will travel. You know, if, uh, Con- if Conrad's kind enough to uh, invite me out, I would love to. I had the great pleasure of photographing the very first 83 Weeks live event in Baltimore, Maryland at Jimmy's uh, Famous Seafood. And uh, I got to meet Eric. I got to meet Conrad. It was fantastic. Um, I am officially offering my photographic services for (laughs) Top Guy Weekend 2022. Um, Conrad, if you're listening, I would be happy to do it. Um, and so demand that as well if you want to see me there. But you probably want to see me anymore. But I would love to be there and help out. Um, That would be pretty cool. It looked like a really good time. Like I saw a lot of photographs and a lot of like videos and shit. A lot of really cool surprises that showed up there. So it looked like a really awesome time. Um, So we'll see. Uh, Andy Schlichter. 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 Uh, He's got two questions here for you. Yes, dear. First, what are your thoughts on Mick Foley's comments on AEW's All Out and towards the WWE? Uh, the his his video where he said WWE we have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, they do have a problem. Again, of course, you know, I just went on a whole thing about how I think Vince might be uh, sending guys over there just to fucking <laughs> inflate their fi- yeah. you know fuck with their finances. But uh, yeah. It, Definitely, there's there's just problems everywhere except NXT because NXT seems to be the best product that they have, and now they're mm-hmm. throwing a monkey wrench in that. Yeah. But I don't know how much that has to do with you know the fact that unfortunately you know uh, Triple H just recently had a cardiac event, whatever yeah. whichever that was. But uh, uh, yeah, it just uh, there's definitely the the product is definitely stale. That that product is stagnant, mm-hmm. uh, and again, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, what AEW's doing is lights that spark that you know, you know, the '90s did, like with Ted Turner, you know, and stuff like that. So, who knows if you know Vince is trying to create his own competition with letting guys go over there, and you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like when a when a when a baseball team or a football team starts trading off its main players. To kind of like blow up the team and you know re, you know rebuild a team from scratch, you yeah. Know, through the draft and stuff like that, you know, we see it all the time. Like a, a team wins the Super Bowl and they don't think they could do anything more with that team, they blow it up and start trading off players and letting them go in free agency, and then they you know rebuild it. And over the course of a couple of years, they have another winning franchise. So I don't know if that's you know that's my uh, sports analogy for everything that could be going on. But yeah, you know, who better to make that point than, and whose weight carries whose word carries more weight than McFoley, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully somebody listened. Hopefully, showed it, somebody showed it to Vince. And uh, your the last question for today: your predictions for the Eagle season, and who do you see playing in the Super Bowl? Oh my God! Uh, I'm a diehard Eagles fan, no matter what. Undeniable homer, unapologetic. Go birds. Go birds. 
But uh, I could see, you know, first first year with the new coach, new system. Uh, even though our quarterback only played in four games last year, this is really kind of like a rookie season. You know, last year he had no OTAs. He had no preseason. Those last four games that Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, played were glorified preseason games, but with, with, with live rounds. That said, he's had a really good offseason. Uh, they've had really good uh, team, uh, joint team practices where, you know, you're allowed to, you know, run the plays you're really going to play, but no cameras around to record them. Uh, with that said, I believe first year, first new system, new coach, uh, a lot of new guys. I'll give them an eight-win season to be realistic. Um uh, and the funny thing is, the way the NFC the NFC East is, that might be able to win you the division. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, the the uh, Redskins, or uh, sorry, the Washington Football Team, uh, they won with a with a below five hundred record, I believe, so somewhat something like that. But uh, if they win eight games, I'd be happy. If they win more, I'll be ecstatic. Uh, but I love football. I can't wait for you know the, you know the the games to start. Like right now, we're doing this podcast, and I got the NBC thing feed on. You know, Cowboys and uh, Bucks are coming up soon. I was wondering what you were watching over there, Meanie. I was uh, I see all the flashing, <laughs> and I thought I was at the titty bar for a second. I was like, what is going on in Meanie's house right now? And why am I not there? Making it rain. Making it rain. With but at the Meanie compound. Yeah, I, I watch. It, it was like you know. Uh, you know, like pro wrestling, you you pay the watch the baby faces beat up the heels and the cowboy. Uh, you you pay to watch the heels lose and the cowboys are the biggest heels in football. Yeah. So uh, hopefully they uh, shit their pants on national TV tonight. So. <laughs> well, we thank you for all of your questions as always. Don't forget to tweet at us at using the hashtag Ask Meanie at Mind of the Meanie. Blue Meanie, go ahead and give everybody your socials and tell everybody where they can support the show and support the Blue Meanie. Uh, if you would like to follow me, uh, why not? You're listening to the podcast. Give it a try. Uh, you, all, all across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, Twitter. Uh, at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie, where you can find yourself uh, some very swell t-shirts like the BWO shirt. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind and Meanie. You can also, also follow Mind and Meanie across all forms of social media at Mind and Meanie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, collar and elbow brand, the uh, the wrestling brand. My good friend Al Snow. Oh fuck, he's in the fucking green room. Oh god damn it, we did it again. And you know what? We talked about this before the fucking show went on the air. And I said to myself, I said, Adam, Al Snow's in the green room. We have to make sure we get to him before the end of the show. Oh, and we talked about it. God. We had this conversation. We gave him chips and dip. And fuck, we forgot again. God damn it. I'm every week, man. We're getting stretched. I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna get fired, dude. We're I'm gonna, gonna get, get fired. Josh is gonna be like, you're a fucking, you're an asshole. Uh, well, and you're he, fired. He's got some skin in this game too. He's he's kind of forgotten to help us get Al when uh, so disrespectful. Oh God, the, all of us were just—it's just fucking terrible. I promise. Next week, guys, I promise that next week we're gonna have we're gonna have Al Snow Mother on the show. Fucker. So, oh. God damn it. 
We're the worst, man. We're the well, absolute fucking worst. Even though we've been no, so. even though we've been no help to Al Snow, support him. ColinElbowBrand.com, promo code Meany, save ten percent, and <laughs> so he can, uh, you know, stop eating our, so he can live off of more than our catering, which isn't much. But. You know what, Meany, Matt? Now that, uh, now that you know, speaking of catering and some of the different food that'll be around, autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscape are here to make sure you don't carve your pants, pumpkins, when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Are you ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code MINI20. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Meany, I'll tell you now, I'm 36 years old. Um, uh, I'm going to be getting into my 40s pretty soon. I'm closer to my 40s than my 20s. I'm getting ready for work in the morning, and my, my beautiful wife, Courtney, says to me, Jesus Christ, <laughs> look at the ear hair coming out of your ear. Your nose hair is blending in with your mustache. Trim that shit up. You look like a Yeti. And I think to myself, I'm going, what the hell am I going to do here? And I quick grab my Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, and I clean my shit up, and I'm, I look absolutely gorgeous. I look like Jason Momoa. And while results may vary, you know, you can still keep yourself looking fresh, clean, and have great smelling balls. I mean, what about how, how your experience has been with this, Meanie? Dude, uh, you just hit, you just uh, touched on a personal level with the ear and nose hair. Uh, you know, I just recently turned 48. Uh, which is, uh, you know, 60 and mean years. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I use the uh, ear, nose, and the ear, nose trimmer. Uh, it works fantastic. It gets in the, 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 uh, the spots. You know, I trimming up the ears, trimming up the nose. And then uh, also, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> even though you're supposed to use it for the undercarriage, I use the, uh, the, the weed whacker for, uh, you know, I'll trim up my beard. Uh, you know, but, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. But hey, the product that a lot of people don't talk about is uh, you have a, a foot spray that's awesome. Uh, Ooh. You know, I was born, I was blessed with my mom's good hair, but her horrible feet. And at the end of a long day of walking around and uh, my dog's howling, hop in the shower, take a nice hot shower, soap up the feet, go to bed. Spray that little. Uh, it's got green tea in it, and it's it's a really good foot spray. They got all their wow. products are quality. Uh, they give you yep. a nice, really nice carrying case for them. Uh, very sharp looking carrying case. Uh, and uh, you know, Manscape has been put out a quality product, man. I use them, you know, all every all day, every day, every week. You know, uh, whether I need to or not. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, man. You use you use that generic razor that you get, or the the, the beard trimmer, and yeah. the chances are you're going to nick up your balls, man. You're going to cut yourself. 
you're going to get stubble. It's going to grow back and it's going to be gnarly looking because you cut yourself. So now you got scars on your balls. And that's just never a good thing, man. I'll tell you what. Like I said, I, uh, I'm i a little bit uh, bushier around Little John and the East Side Boys down here. <laughs> and uh, in order to keep them, uh, you know, keep the crunk juice flowing, you got to make sure that you have some confidence. And that is what Manscaped has done for me. It's given me an easy cut, an easy trim, and everything looks fantastic. And on top of that, my wife is happy because she doesn't look at me like I'm gross anymore. So first of all, the new Performance Package 4.0, like I said, it includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. So if you're looking to cozy up this fall, this trimmer is absolutely essential. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off that is when you such need it for a, a more a, precise a shave. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can do it in the shower. The Performance Package uh, 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds top up in your nose and your ear, which is perfect for guys like us because we've always got shit coming out all over the place. Uh, Their nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate little holes there. Uh, Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, their crop preserver ball deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go (laughs) hand-in-hand. Seal the deal with with Manscaped's liquid formations with their crop preserver ball deodorant. Then after trimming the pumpkin patch and wax, the leaves, give your balls a boost and use the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get comfy on the home and on the go this season. So like we said, get 20% off with free shipping using the promo code MINI20. That's MINI20 at Manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINI20 at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And, uh, Meanie, I got to tell you, my balls, me and my balls, thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, (laughs) co-pilot the show again this week. Friends, thank you so much for allowing me to do this. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm at This Is Goober. Uh, You can also listen to my home program, Foundation Radio, at foundationradio.net. You can find me anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Got a lot of really cool interviews coming up, including one I'm really excited about that's non-wrestling related. That's going to be a big deal, so I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, Let's also give some love to Josh Chernoff out there. So says Chernoff. Go ahead and give him a follow all across socials and make sure we, uh, we follow him there. And uh, Blue Meanie, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for having me again. And uh, for the Blue Meanie, I am your temporary tour guide and daddy, stepdaddy extraordinaire, Adam Bernard. And we will see you again next week on The Mind of the Meanie. Bye. Blue Meanie. Blue, 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 blue world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops.